Welcome to Pawtastic Friends, the Paw Talk. In this podcast, we visit with Pawtastic Friends founder Michael and Melissa Novelli about their passion around providing enrichment training for rescue dogs. We'll tell the stories of Pawtastic Friends through their work with rescue dogs. There are some heartwarming stories. There are some heartbreaking stories. But I know you'll enjoy this podcast, Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. Today we visit about Hope, Ryder, and Rogan on The Paw Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. We're in October, and it means I'm back with Mike and Melissa Novelli with Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. Hey, guys. Hi. What's happening, Tom? It's Paw Talk time. We love it. We love it, Paw Talk. I have our first pup today, or maybe not a pup, Hope. Who can tell me about Hope? Hope is a beauty. She is with our partners at Crazy for Paws. They do amazing work. She's a beautiful young dog who needs some help with confidence building and building trust. She's been in the program for quite some time. And what I love is that Linda, who's the founder of Crazy for Paws, her or her husband bring her each week and they stay within the session to learn tips, to learn skills that they can go ahead and follow through with at home because she is in foster with them. Last week, she actually jumped through the tire, which was a first. She went over the hurdle and nobody could believe it because she had been so shy and quiet. But when we saw that, Linda's, I can't believe she went through the tire. It was the first time. So it was just such a big accomplishment for her. And one step closer to becoming the confident, beautiful girl that's ready for her forever home. She's just amazing. Let's let me pick up on something you just said about building confidence. What would cause a dog not to have confidence? And then how do you build that confidence where she can jump through that tire? Confidence building can come from a, a bunch of different different things that have happened through the past. Perhaps maybe she was abandoned and she developed a broken spirit. Sometimes we see owners pass away, so their spirit's broken and they're shut down, almost, you could say, giving up. Sometimes dogs have been in kennels for years and they have um, uh, you know, lost their spirit. They have shut down and given their their will to live, leaves them. So when they come here, you could see this awesome transformation from day one when they have their tail between their leg and each week the tail comes out, it starts to wag. And, and you could really see small victories that win the war. That must put a huge smile on your face when you see those little victories. Oh, definitely. Yeah. When I see any little victory, I'm like, oh my gosh. Next up, we have Ryder. Michael, can you tell me a little bit about Ryder? Ryder is actually also with our friends out in Pahrump, Friends for Life. And Ryder's been in the program for a long time also. Yeah, so, since about 2018. Yeah. He's a senior dog now. He gets along great with other dogs. And he's just a dog that's, and he's a dog that kind of seems like his spirit is down. And a dog that really could use a foster, that could use an adopter, just to build him up again and to show him that, yeah, there is hope. There is hope. It might have taken a little longer, 
but there is hope. So what kind of dog is Ryder? Ryder's another pity mix. There's so many of them. There's nothing that drives me more crazy or Melissa or the volunteers when somebody has a pit bull and they're like, oh, my dog's so cute. I want to breed him just for one litter. We're like, oh my God, go walk to the shelter. Go look around and see how many, because that dog's going to have eight dogs or 10 dogs. And the chances of some of those dogs finding themselves in a shelter or euthanized is pretty good. So we're like, please have your pets spayed or neutered. And another thing about Ryder that he has against him is he's a black dog. And a lot of times black dogs are overlooked. And it's sad, but it is a true story. He's just, like I said, he's dog friendly. He's people friendly. So he just needs somebody that's willing to give him a chance. And older dogs are great because you don't have to go through the puppy stage and you're good to go. And they've got a lot of life and a lot of love to give. They just need a chance. What would you say is Ryder's favorite either exercise or thing to do when he comes to the or does he come to the facility or do you guys go out to see him he's out at friends for life and they have a beautiful facility they have really nice indoor and outdoor kennels and they actually have a park area where our trainers go out there and train loves agility that's what we do with a lot of dogs out there he likes puzzles i think right now he just goes through the motions so we're working on something that'll like pick him up a little bit more instead of doing the same things. I bet you he'd be really good with nose work. He loves the hurdles. He loves problem solving. And to be honest, I really think he would flourish with social sessions with other dogs just to get out and play and to have fun and do those things. And he soaks up the attention. Tell us about your recently adopted dog, Rogan. So Rogan is what you would call a bull in a china shop. <laughs> he was with our friends over at the Nevada SPCA, and he needed help with controlling his emotion, his excitement, wouldn't you say, and his overstimulation. Yeah, and, and his coping me- mechanism, because he was coping with shelter life, was to get toys and just destroy them. So when he came to the center, we weren't aware of that. And the first time he came, like he grabbed a fit bone, which is like a yoga tool and just destroyed it. Actually, a couple of them, probably two or three. It was a quick $300 lesson. (laughs) Yeah. And, but as he came here, our trainer, Melissa, worked on different skills with him to help navigate through his coping mechanism with the toys to basically redirect his energy in a more positive manner. He's very dog friendly, loves people, but he just shelter life was not for him. And as months passed and he had no interest, even with coming here, even with going on field trips, he still started to deteriorate a little bit in the, in the, shelter environment until one day a family came and they were a previous adopter and they had another dog Odin and they adopted him and he's doing phenomenal the two dogs do great together and they have not one problem with him in the house and Odin what about Odin Odin was from a long time ago yeah yeah he was from the shelter as well yeah that was a good success story Michael I wanted to ask you for our sort of tip. You've talked about lots of different things dogs can do indoors in different podcasts, but I wanted you to maybe see if you could put them all together in in one podcast. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to get some in-home training tips, 
what are two or three that you might suggest that they could do inside their home? Even just basic commands. A lot of times we don't take the time to spend with our dogs and do the sit and here's a treat and you do the down here's a treat even if they're older dogs it gives them something to do because they're home all day while you're at work they're waiting for you to get home one of the things we do with bentley is we do nose work melissa does it like two or three times before we go to work then we do it later we just hide treats around certain areas and make them find it and work and be like hey mom and dad are playing with me it's fun stuff it's real easy little training treats hide them around the house you don't need boxes or you can hide them under we hide them under a pillow or a toy. I create puzzles yeah. for him. So I stack yeah. toys. Yeah. I put them in between the toy fingers and stuff. And it's fun for them because, you know, you're spending that bonding time. And nose work actually is almost equivalent to taking a dog for a long walk because it's mental stimulation. And it's simple to do. You could get a tin of a muffin tin. You could hide treats in the muffin tin and put like a tennis ball, a couple tennis balls over there, and they could solve the puzzle. It's simple things like that. You could do that indoors. You could do it outdoors. You could do PVC pipes put together with little holes in there where they have to get the kibble to come out. Frozen Kongs are great. The dogs go crazy for those. So there's so many things you could do at home that our basic in-home enrichment, even like tearing up paper towel rolls and stuff like that. Yeah, it makes a mess, but it's a healthy tool for enrichment for your dogs. So a lot of times you see the dogs just take the stuffing out, take the stuffing out. Where's the squeaker? I got the squeaker. On to the next. So let me, let me ask you another question. How do you tell, how to communicate, and this is a, in the home setting, how do you communicate to a dog that you love them? Do you pet them? Do you rub their stomach? Do you tell them they're a good girl? Do you talk to them? How would you suggest, or, or what's the best way you guys have found to really communicate to a dog how much they're loved? Go ahead. You're, you're, you're the podcaster. Go for it. Uh, for me, I think it depends. Like Bentley, I'm always kissing his face and hugging him and stuff, but we did take a class and they said that Hugging dogs is not proper to do. The dogs do not like to be hugged. They tolerate it. Yeah, they tolerate it, but I'm already breaking the rules hugging them. Yeah. I think it's important petting them under the chin, telling them good boy, good girl, excitement words. Little things like that, I think, are what's important. They feed on your positive emotion. You know? Okay. Guys, uh, I wanted to uh, thank you again. But before we leave, if our listeners wanted any more information on Potastic Friends, what would be the best place for them to go? They can go right to our website, potasticfriends.com, or they can check us out on social media. Facebook is Potastic Friends. Instagram is Potastic Friends LV. Always looking for corporate sponsors, individual sponsors. This 5,000 square foot center here, it's uh, very expensive to operate per year. So we're always looking for support from all over the world not just here in Las Vegas. We're changing lives and saving lives. And thanks to people like yourself, Tom, you're helping us greatly. We appreciate it. Okay, guys, till next time. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Tom. You. Bye. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you'll consider a donation to Potastic Friends. They are, perform a great service. They're great people. And they enrich the lives of dogs, of people, of their trainers, and a wide variety of others. I've linked to Potastic Friends in the show notes. 
You can check out a video of Darling if you're interested in taking a look at adopting her. Potastic Friends, The Paw Talk is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. <laughs>